a lot of caffeine. And I was buzzing off my tits. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably why I was able to, like, walk around New York in practically stage condition. That is true. um, And do, like, and do, like, 25,000 steps a day. Um, It's a huge appetite suppressant as well, so. Yeah, massively so. People that start saying, oh, I'm struggling with appetite should realise that. Because Mm. I watch so many people that are like, oh, I'm struggling with my appetite. But they're nailing, like, a can of Monster a day and two coffees. Stop drinking that and I guarantee you'll start feeling hunger. Yeah. Because it is such a good appetite suppressant tool. Um, It really fucking helped me, for sure, when I was at the end of the the preparations the preparations exactly maybe we should um drop that in as part of our conversation bit before we start the topic or whatever yeah sure i I mean whilst i was saying some of that stuff i did hit record so i could always chop it in Um, all right that's cool then i think yeah because i thought i was like we're actually talking about good shit here not just yeah yeah exactly as always it's good (laughs) because i'm going to tell you about my week and the fact that my hunger has started to really start to piss me off to the point (laughs) you want to eat the dog Seriously, it's waking me up in the night, and oh I'm like, God. "Holy shit!" God. Yeah, I've had to give the dog away because I'm just getting too hungry, and um, you know, I will eat him. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> anyway, right, let's get cracking. Okay. I thought you were being serious there. <laughs> oh, never serious. Morning, guys. Welcome back to the Natty Scene and your favorite Friday morning coffee date with the two M and M's, Morris and Masita, or AJ and Vic, as um. You know, is at that point. Morning, AJ. Morning, morning, guys. Thank you for coming back again for another one. Um, as always, as always. So, AJ, rundown of your week. How the devil have you been? Yeah, very good. Or even better that I got to see you, obviously. Yeah, um, obviously. That was a great. That was a great day. We're actually getting to see each other twice this week. I know. Well, Uncanny. three times, including today. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, very good week in the books. Lot of things. Coming back into my training program on a consistent basis now. So some of you may well have seen that I've started bench pressing and OHPing again, which is something that uh, I de- I brought OHP back at a point, um, but it it just didn't feel like it was quite there yet. I felt like I potentially wasn't heavy enough or had enough skill acquisition with the movement for it to feel good and for it to actually feel like a shoulder exercise as opposed to something that was just taxing my lower back. Mm. Um, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're quite light and you're working with heavy OHPs, it, it can become a bit of a lower back dominant move. Definitely. So, and I certainly didn't want to turn it into like a push press or something like that. I wanted it to be my usual strict OHP and I wanted it to feel good. So, lo- yeah, lo- loads of those things coming back. I was actually really surprised with my bench press as to how strong that was because um, if you've been following me when I was sort of coming out of my last show, so when I finished in 2015 and I came into 2016 off-season, it took me a long fucking time, and I mean a long time, to get a 100 kilo bench. Mm. Very long. It it was the most frustrating thing ever. Um, And I can remember actually getting it for my first set of four and it was like an absolute grinder Mm. um and then I think I maxed like a mock powerlifting thing roughly similar body weight to what I am now and I maxed bench at 112 and a half nice um so that was quite a while ago so now I'm just trying to build up back to sort of where I was and I think within the next sort of 
dare I say it, two, three months, I should be hitting like all-time PBs, certainly on bench, perhaps not on OHP because I think I've got about 10 kilos to go. I hit 80 kilos for four once and it was really hard. I can remember how really hard that felt. Um, and I got 70 kilo for a decent four uh, yesterday. So we will see how that goes. But squats are feeling awesome again. Had a really good leg session with Mark as well. And we just WhatsApped each other yesterday. We were like, Mark, what's that mean? He said, um, am, I, am I being a pussy or your quads really hurting? And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, mate, like mine are a bit. So that my quads are hurting more than they've ever hurt. Like yesterday was spent like just stretching them, foam rolling them, trying to just get some get some recovery into them because I I, I need to train them again today somehow. So um, and I feel good. I feel good this morning. I had I slept well. Obviously, I'm eating plenty, so I I feel good today. Um, but yeah, other than that, good week and just usual usual sort of routine when it comes to nutrition. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably start seeing that I posted less food, and it's because I just got so fucking bored of the questions. Uh, yeah. What's <laughs> so I was like, bowl? can I just That's sit down and eat this meal without having to take a picture of it and then deal with six DMs about how I cook potato? So I just thought, <laughs> right, let's just do a little bit less of the um of the image taking of the meals. Let's just focus on eating them. People know that you're eating your meals, you know. Well, they should um, be. But uh, Jack Thorben likes to create a constant reminder that he's eating meal one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And supplements and pills and meals and hashtag meat man and hashtag all the protein. I, I reckon if Jack went completely cold on social media for a whole month, people would still know that he'd be waking up 5am, he'd be eating beef, broccoli and two No, 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 cardio first, cardio first. Oh yeah, it's, Actually, he only does cardio four times a week. Ah, uh, right, um, there is that true, yeah, yeah. Still, um, or three, three or four, I think. Um, <laughs> but people would still know he'd crack away. That's the thing, you know, when you're super consistent on, on in what you do, people know that you're you're out there killing it. And if they if they need a constant reminder that you know, I'm not saying this is bad, you know, it just it's just part of his content, part of everyone's content. If you put up everything that you eat or everything that you do, but I don't think that. Uh, I, I sometimes felt that I needed the sort of gratification from other people. I needed the confirmation from other people that I was working hard and I was doing this and doing that. But I think it's quite a nice feeling to feel comfortable in just getting on with it and knowing that people know that you're putting in the work. Um, and that's not to say that we'll, we won't put out content because obviously it's a huge part of what we do. But if there's content that's was there that's not there anymore you can expect we're still doing what we need to do to progress absolutely um, anyway, i'm just going to but... jump in very quickly is yeah. is this hitting like live already because i've literally just had a, an instagram message from jack thorburn <laughs> no way <laughs> that's very funny i haven't read it yet Incognito. he sent me a message i'm just like oh i swear to god i'm either bugged or he can listen to this because he knows that we burn him every week he is he is bugged. He's bugged everyone. That's so He's probably funny. put bugs in um, uh, any GDA that you buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh dear. Right, stop it now. We do love you, Jack. This is the only reason why we do it. You know when kids like yeah. like each other and they pull up pigtails and mm. throw them downstairs and stuff. That's why we do it to Jack because yeah. we love him that much and we burn him. Anyway. Right, you're weak. Cool. You're weak, Rick. How, how's it yeah. been? Obviously, because I got to see you 10 times better. Um, so we did some heavy deadlifts, which was really cool. And um, yeah, my deadlifts flew up. Yeah, they were great. They were, they good, were really nice deadlifts. Mm, to the point where, like, on my last set, I just thought, right, well, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm just going to throw on another couple of biscuits and put an extra five on. And, yeah. and they weren't really grinder reps, though. That last one was. I felt that last one a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really pleased with those. I haven't deadlifted in a while, so to just kind of go back and deadlift like that, it was and it fly up, I was really happy with it. So I got up to a ton 15 um, for a set of five on my last one, so I was quite happy with that. So training's gone well, apart from this bum shoulder. So I can't press, I can't fly, I can't overhead press, I can't fucking brush my hair, I can't do anything like that. So, mm. you know, that's a shitter. But, you know, it is what it is and it will get better. What um, are you doing in terms of rehab for that? So, so I'm having know. a sports therapy massage every week um, with my guy Tommy here um, in crew. And then I go and see the physio Voldemort, who's like proper... Honestly, sometimes you would think that it's some hippie woo-woo shit that he does, but oh my god, this guy is weird. I was like, I've got a, a pain in my shoulder, and it goes back into my rhomboids and that, and he massaged my foot. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. I know, I was like that. Um, Did you know, I say you know it right? where the shoulder is, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he massaged my foot. And then said, right, press against my hand here. And I was like, oh, I could move my arm. It was very strange. Very strange. Did he do any voodoo flossing? No, didn't do any voodoo flossing, thank you. Um, But I did have to get naked at one point, so he worked on my ass a little bit. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) So, you know, but, you know, apparently, though, this weakness on my right-hand side stemmed from where I tore my hamstring. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, which, I mean, if you think about it, we are all interconnected, aren't we? From, you know, from your foot up to your shoulder, you cross over. So, you know, a pain in your right earlobe could actually stem from a pain in your left big toe and and that kind of thing. Because our systems are really, really clever like that. And we're all connected via lots of different things. It's kind of how, like, people do acupuncture. They sort of put pressure points on weird areas that link to other parts of your body. Like, um, I had acupuncture once for when I had that weird exertion headache based thing. Yeah. Um, Touchwood, I think it did help. Also, Jack had um Jack Piad um had a shoulder issue and he had acupuncture on that and he said it, he, he he said it helped a lot, but I really think a lot of what injuries are is quite a lot of a mental issue. Like sure. so you when you're when you're hurt and you get a niggle, you think about it a lot. When you stop thinking about it, or at least you have some, like, if you could take a tablet that said on it, no more injuries, do you think your injury might go away if you just swallowed that tablet and believed that it was like, no more injuries? Um, It's like the placebo versus the distraction technique. So the acupuncture is the distraction, whereas, like, obviously a tablet that just kind of says you will have this no more is your placebo effect. It's very interesting, actually, how psychology does affect various different things. Um, yeah. I, I talked about this actually yesterday on my on my story about one of my clients. She said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but as soon as I open a packet of biscuits, I'll count into my macros, two biscuits, but then I'll just go back and eat the packet because the pack's open. So I said, okay, well, to fix that, just buy a smaller pack of biscuits and just have a pack of biscuits because yeah. that way psychologically you're still finishing a packet, Yeah. but it's smaller and it's yeah. still 15 grams. So psychologically, I mean, it works, 
You know, it sounds weird, but it works. It's just these little, like, kind of hints and tips. But okay, we're going deep this morning, AJ. Yeah. Into the whole psychology thing. It's good, though. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, other than training and working around the injury and stuff like that, nutrition has been fine apart from the, the fact that I have been fucking hungry. Like, you know, last week I told you I was going to eat the dog and he's been carrying in the corner and hiding in the cupboard and stuff because I've yeah. been looking at him kind of going, nice. Um, <laughs> but so I've had to give him away because he was far too scared and losing his fur. Um, I haven't. My dog is still here. I'll <laughs> never give my dog away. Um, but no, but it's actually been waking me up in the middle of the night and my stomach has been so ridiculously hungry, like to the point where I'm like, I am going to go downstairs into the kitchen and eat a tub of cottage cheese (laughs) because that will satiate me. Um, so yeah, it's a bit weird, but I think all of the issues with the whole bloating and everything, and now that that's settled down, I'm actually digesting everything. I'm actually absorbing everything. Things are working so much better. Um, and my weight has like not changed all week. It has been exactly the same. Mm, that's week. a good sign. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So, I'm I'm assuming that everything is working perfectly, which is nice. And um, but we were talking about hunger previously, weren't we? And talking about how you get through some dark days in hunger, mm. and that caffeine is an amazing hunger suppressant. Yeah. Um, and we've actually given up a lot of caffeine that we were having because we were becoming quite reliant on it, weren't we? Mm. Says AJ, yawning mm. to high heavens this morning. Yeah. Did I <laughs> um, yawn? <laughs> you did, yeah. You did that kind of like stifled, muffled thing that everybody makes a really funny like, face. I was like, when did I yawn? But yeah, um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, with, with, with yeah, from the perspective of caffeine, I, I've I've been doing it for for quite a while. I think since the start of the year, I, I um I've been not having sort of my morning coffee and instead having decaffeinated um and it's quite funny now you're seeing like quite a few people actually understand why we're doing that and then they're doing it as well um but it's it's super important you know you it's not only from the point of like utilizing caffeine as a tool it's also realizing that caffeine is is pro-inflammatory and when you want to spend as much of your time in a parasympathetic nervous system as possible you don't want to be releasing sympathetic hormones by drinking a ton of caffeine which can increase cortisol um and can just just heighten yourself you don't want to be heightened being heightened is a sign that you're switching on the sympathetic nervous system which is not where you want to be when you're trying to recover so using decaffeinated drinks especially like away from training window uh, or the the training window is is certainly preferential um and i think that you know, you can still have like one or two a day, but you, like Vicky said, use it as a tool. So like you wouldn't do like a load of cardio right at the start of prep. Don't drink a load of coffee and a load of caffeinated drinks. Use it as a, something that you can implement later along the line as a tool, as a as a way to work around hunger. Um, but also what's Vicky saying about hunger and, and sort of being deeper into an off season and still dealing with, dealing with hunger, it just shows the individual variability in the recovery process of a contest prep, um, because you know you, you've gained some weight but you're still very very hungry. It shows that leptin ghrelin perhaps aren't where they need to be for you to have nice static hunger levels, um, and that's where you'd want to be because mm-hmm. being in an off season and waking up in the middle of the night starving is not optimal. Um, no, it's, it's not, not where you want to be. And it's definitely not where you want to start a prep either. So if you, if some people are just more hungry than others, 
but it's very relative to what's going on from a hormonal perspective, um, what's going on from a uh, potentially a psychological perspective, and also uh, just a body fat set point perspective. So some people can sort of get away with being super lean and not being hungry at all, um, but other people could have to gain more body fat before they start to feel normal. Um, so, but it, I, I'm from a hunger perspective, I think your hunger will start to level out at some point, but you'll probably have to gain more weight for that to happen. That's the realism of it. That's it. I mean, like you were just talking about with leptin and ghrelin and things, I think it's, my hormones are always going to be messed up. And we actually spoke about this with um, a friend of mine called Harry Bristow. If anybody hasn't heard of Harry Bristow, go and check him out because he's a really, really inspirational bodybuilder. Um, Harry is basically a male version of me. Um, when it came to eating disorders, we were both hospitalized. He was full-blown anorexic, then turned into bulimia and had this binge wow. purge syndrome. Still suffers with extremely mentally today. And honestly, that when we spoke to each other, it's almost like we had a connection, to, almost to the point, not as strong as mine and yours, mm. because <laughs> mine and yours is weird. Um, I'll talk to you about that afterwards because I'm not going to make that public. But um, <laughs> with Harry, it was we had this weird connection where it was like, okay, thankfully, it's not just me. I'm not alone in this. Yeah, yeah. And even though he eats a crap load of food as well, he is still hungry. The minute he finishes his food, he is still hungry. He's waking up in the middle of the night. So he is like me. But I think it's because when you get that low into yeah. your body fat set point and things, your hormones are always going to be messed up. Because mm. I think psychologically, again, the whole psychology thing, it does play an impact into how you perceive hunger. And because we were hungry for years, yeah, I just don't think it'll ever go away, mm, regardless of how much I ate. So yeah, very interesting. But um, again, still being very, very lean in the off season. Obviously, both of us are still very lean. We have still got striations, out, you know, in various different places. And nicely pointed out by uh, Darren, I still have bigger arms than you yeah. because I out angle you. <laughs> um, <laughs> angles are important, people. If you want to take progress pictures, get the angle right. Um, but yeah, but speaking about being lean in the off season, how are you feeling being this lean, and how would you perceive being too lean in the off season? I feel absolutely fine where I am right now. Like I, I'm, like I said, you know, I put up a post yesterday. I said, you know, I've got appetite, but I, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near as hungry as I was in prep. I just, I, I quite happily eat all my food for the day, finish my food, and just go to bed and not have a second thought about it. Wow. Um. So from a hunger perspective, absolutely fine. From a daily energy perspective, absolutely fine. Like there's never a point in the day where I feel like it's a hassle to do anything I've got to do. Um, whereas in the power in the past, just like if I had to go to the shops and get out of my routine and do an extra bit of walking to get somewhere, I'd be like, you know, I just can't be bothered to do it. Or it's just a extra effort. Obviously, I'd do it. It'd just be extra effort. But now it doesn't even come into my head. Um, things like that, so I just crack on with it. Uh, so, so for me, like I feel absolutely fine. Um, whether or not it's absolutely op- like the one hundred percent optimal in terms of the lifts that I could be doing, um, if I'd gained more weight, perhaps I could be stronger. But then again, you just got to ask yourself, like, what is the extra body fat worth? Is it is it worth gaining that to gain you know an extra ten twenty kilos? on a squat or a deadlift or a bench press 
Um, is it worth the extra, you know, half a pound of tissue you might accrue out of that? Or is it worth just sort of keeping that body fat at bay and then not having to lose it again and potentially, you know, holding strength better throughout a diet? There's so many ways to look at it, but I think this is why you should take your off season in sort of like a physical approach. So yeah. you should look at it as like, I'll push up to this sort of body weight and I'll just hang out there for a little bit and I'll see how my training's going, what my recovery is like, what my appetite is like, um, and all those markers. And then if you feel like you can add like an auxiliary push to that and then go up to another body weight and then test that body weight again, then of course then that's just that's just how you should play it in my opinion. Mm. And there's there's absolutely no way I'll be staying at this body weight for the whole of my off season because it's just not what I want to do. I want to basically eventually over the course of a long period of time take my body weight to heavier than it's ever been before to purely just see what strength I can accrue in that region and also what my physique body comp looks like so if I ever see my body comp slipping out of where I want it to be I'll I'll simply just utilize a week or two weeks bring it back a little bit and then just go again Um, whether or not I will implement full-on mini cuts at any point. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, mm. I'm not sure as to whether I, I, I want to do that versus just seeing body comp slip a little little bit too much, bring it back just a tad, and then just hold and then go again. I I, I think it's, it's, it's an inch between both. So the amount of time you'll spend mini cutting versus the amount of time you'll spend holding and coming back a little bit, holding, coming back a little bit is is minuscule i think the yeah. argument for each is is purely preferential and psychological and it's something that i've done in other clients off seasons as well so we'll we'll look at pictures and i'll be like okay for the next two weeks we're just going to drop things down a little bit um and most of my clients are on pretty high carbohydrate diets anyway so it just it's just a simple fact of bringing carbohydrates down a little bit they just simply drop a little bit of glycogen or water retention and they clean up a little bit so mm-hmm. psychologically they they look a bit better and then they can they can psychologically feel more comfortable with continuing to gain. So yeah, that's something that I have done with clients. Um, I just think that, you know, full blast mini cuts, they're they're four to four to eight weeks or four to six weeks where you're you're not growing at all. Um, mm. and you know, you will you will probably lose some strength knowing the deficit. Um, and you will also get addicted to it which is what we saw like we would just we shared a picture between each other of someone on instagram that was sort of talking about this being maintainable in reality it's very much not maintainable in terms of a look um, yeah. and it just frustrated both of us in terms of how people are perceiving an off season you know there's yeah. a difference between staying lean to stay insulin sensitive um and have favorable nutrient partitioning etc um, and grow tissue effectively but there's a difference between that and effectively just staying fucking stage lean um, yeah and, and that's and restricting not, yourself that's not very much so not, that's not how we want to be um, and good luck when you next prep um because <clears throat> you'll have nowhere to go and yeah you'll just look, look at yourself different. and you'll be like okay well i've got like five pounds to lose or three pounds to lose i'm already on low calories so it's just about again just suffering a bit more when you've been suffering your whole off season like yeah. fuck that <laughs> isn't it no thanks no and it's um 
It is. It's weird, isn't it? Because again, it comes down to psychology and perception. Oh, okay. I just found a Christmas bauble, apparently. Mm. <laughs> threw it off the mantelpiece. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> We're in March. Um, anyway, um, I'm just decorating early this year. Um, yeah. So what was I saying? <laughs> Uh, you were saying it's psychological. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so in terms of how you see yourself in the off season, I think this has got a lot to do with being quote unquote lifestyle lean or walk around lean. Um, but it's also about being lifestyle off season or lifestyle bulk. Yeah. Um, because when we were training together, and I can't remember what move that you were doing, but you did something, and I said, um, your calves look fucking massive. <laughs> and you were like, calves? I've got no calves, you know, and all the rest of it. Until we actually did a video, you looked at them, and you said, shit, my calves do look massive there. Is that you see? It's, and that wasn't just an angle. Mm. But, but that was, it is perception, isn't it? Because even now, I look at my physique, and I think, okay, I'm probably due a clean-up now. I could probably do somewhat of a cleanup. Yeah. And then um, I shoot you some progress pictures for an eye and you're just like, yeah, you're still fucking lean, but mm. <laughs> it's like, okay, so yep. maybe I don't have to clean up. So it's, it's that kind of perception, isn't it? And obviously knowing what I've been through in terms of eating disorders and restricting and binging and mental clarity and all the rest of it, I would honestly much favor myself looking this way now and putting up with okay i'm a little bit quote unquote fluffy i hate that term but mm. i'm a little bit fluffy rather than being draggy feel like shit in the gym because i love being strong like we were just talking about yeah. some deadlifts i haven't hit deadlifts in, in a while for those amount of sets and stuff and i felt strong i felt good doing it and i still carried on and we blasted a session yep. it was quite funny actually because aj said to me we are powering through this session and then i'm like We've been here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah, we do train for a long time. My sessions time. are ridiculous. <laughs> and it's not like we fuck about when we train either. We don't chat. We don't, you know, mess around or, or no, anything was a, like that. that. Was, we get on a train. exactly why I said we were blasting through it because I thought we were going pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Two so hours like, later. We were there for the best part of the day. That's it. But it was very funny. I mean, it was a good session as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of staying so lean in the off season, let's look at the, the negatives of being so lean, like contest lean, right? Yeah. Um, you're cold. Really fucking cold. Oh, yeah. You're not strong in the gym. You're not making PBs in the gym. We noticed that um, people who are staying contest prep lean don't put videos out about their progression in the gym. No, it's the nothing. Nothing. Nothing, right? And it's it might simply be because of the fact that you are not making progression in the gym. You're just going through the same motions, the same movements, the same weights, the same reps, never actually getting better. Yeah. And then when you do get on stage... Not doing stuff you've never done before. You're doing stuff that you've done every week. If not, you're going backwards. Yeah. Good luck growing. Because exactly. you have to do shit you've never done before. Exactly. Now, if you want to get back on a stage and look exactly the same as you did the last year, yeah. then, okay, fine, kudos to you. If Go you want it. to compete year in, year out, week in, week out, great. You know, stay five pounds above stage weight and stay just a little bit more comfortable. Your hormones are going to get fucked up. Your mental state with food is going to get fucked up. You are always, always going to be food-focused. I had a chat about this, actually, with an um, opposing client of mine. He's not, my, he's not my client. I'm not prepping him. For anybody who saw us on YouTube, that's the yeah. only comment I'm going to make about that. Um, I'm not prepping him, but I am doing his posing. 
and um, yesterday I saw him, and he has literally just started, you know, to watch Man vs. Food on rerun. And it's, you know, and I asked him this and he found it weird that I knew he was doing that. I said, are you food focused? You're looking at food porn on Instagram and that's all that's full of your thing. And he's like, fuck, yeah, I am. First time prepping. So he doesn't know it's about. It's always the first timers that get relatively food focused. Yeah, bad style. Um, I can say my last contest prep, I had minimal food focus. Um, yeah. I think towards. But that's because your focus was so direct ridiculous yeah exactly it was again a different psychological point of view whereas like with other people who were first timers they don't actually understand how much they want something on stage whereas like with you you had that focus from 2016 yeah and that's all you were focused on so you had the time and no space in your head to be focused on burgers and pizza and you already knew post-show you weren't going to be free focused post show either. Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. Uh, yeah. I was I, at some points. I was second guessing myself. I was like, "Am I food focused? Am I going to go to America and just binge on everything?" And then you're not. Like, if you tell yourself that you won't have that happen, it won't happen. Mm. You know, if you love if you love your diet enough to adhere to it post show, then you'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah. And that's a very important thing is that you must you must create a diet that you enjoy. Um, and to be fair, most clean, clean bodybuilding foods are pretty fucking enjoyable, to be honest. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anabolic chippies. Who the hell doesn't like anabolic chippies? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't like things like oats and protein. I just don't, unless you don't know how to cook it, that is. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know how to cook it, just ask AJ. Just, no, just, no just quit bodybuilding. God damn it. If you can't cook, you can't bodybuild. That's um, so funny. I actually had a DM the other day about how I cook my egg whites. Oh, like, no. I put them in the microwave. Yeah. And then, do you know what? They argued with me. <laughs> I, 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 do You're doing it wrong, I this to you. They argued to me. So I said that because I get the liquid egg whites, I just whack them in a thing, put them in the microwave, and then put them in my wraps and stuff. Because uh-huh. I I'm still haven't put in whole eggs. That caffeine hit is catching up with you again. Yeah. Um. So so I said I just put them in the microwave, and he said, "Oh, well, AJ cooks his in a frying pan." Oh, I was like, "Because sake. I know." I said, "That's because AJ makes an omelet." <laughs> I'm not making an omelet. I'm just cooking egg whites. Say. Honestly, because this is what I'm saying about our connection being a bit weird. Because everybody thinks we are the same person. <laughs> If you have an omelette, I have to have an omelette. If you cook it this way, I have to cook it that way. If I get breast implants, mate, you're going to have to get breast implants. I'm sorry. Or calf implants. (laughs) You don't need calf implants. Yours are massive at the minute. (laughs) But, yeah, it's very, very funny. I do get them. But I think that was, like, one of my all-time favorites, along with the – I've tried Googling anabolic chippies, but all I find is your name, and I don't know how to make them. So how are you (laughs) – that was amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, lifestyle lean. Googling um, anabolic chippies. Oh, seriously, it's so fuck. funny. Google anabolic chippies. The tiny titan comes up. <laughs> I bet it does. You're the only one hashtagging it. <laughs> I know, right? And now I'm really pissed off because I can't eat them. <laughs> Talk about irony is at its best. Oh dear. Oh, I've got the giggles now, and now my abs hurt. Giggling is a good abs workout. Have you ever yeah, tried that? 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good for the abdominals to dial them in. To dial them in. Yeah. Not the tilapia. It's giggling. <laughs> Just giggle, guys. Giggle is for life. Yeah. Anyway, we are slightly coming off topic. Um, cool. So, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to mention about being um, lean in the off-season to a point? I think we've pretty much covered everything. You know, you're just going to be hungry. You're not going to improve. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to sort of raise your food whatsoever in terms of creating some metabolic flexibility for next time. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to be doing energy expenditure that you, you don't really have to do in an off season. And from a lifestyle lifestyle perspective as well, you're probably not going to be going out to eat with your family. Mm. Um it's probably going to be getting in the way of relationships in terms of sex drive and or hormonal functioning. Um, mm. You're probably going to be single as fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just not optimal, really, is it? No, um, exactly. It's just and... about being savvy and being a bit smart. And talking about being savvy as well, just one thing to end on, actually. Guys, if you're going to use pre-workout and you are a natural tested bodybuilder, check the fucking ingredients. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, I'm not being funny. You can pick up pre-workouts from a bodybuilding store or a supplement store or whatever that's on the high street and it will have banned substances in it. Yeah. And then you'll take it and then all of a sudden you'll go, oh shit, that's banned. And then that's it. You fuck them for seven years. Yeah, game over. You know, and it's, you know, unless it's like the ones that are banned in competition, which by the way is involved with cold and flu medication because it's got phenylephedrine in it. Yeah, yeah. So don't take cold and flu medication six weeks before you go and compete. Right, it's it's being savvy, and if you're unsure about it, there are loads of people that you can ask whether this supplement is okay to use, and there's groups and things like that. And go on the WADA forum, and the, everything is listed on there. Don't yeah. be so fucking stupid. I'm sorry, I got pissed off about yeah. it before. So, and it's not me, by the way. I haven't taken it, but yeah, just be savvy with what you're taking, really. Um, and just like you're going to be savvy in the off season, if you want to progress, you want to get bigger, you've got to make decisions. Um, I've made a really big decision not to compete this year for the simple fact that I've had injuries, I've had surgery, I've gone backwards, my digestion, sleeping, etc. hasn't been optimal. And bottom line is, I want to look better than I did last year. And mm. I want to blow everybody else out of the water. Yeah. Which I thought I did last year. But... <laughs> um, so yeah, so because of that, I've made a savvy decision to take longer in my off season to recover properly, to recuperate, to get my food as high as possible um, without gaining obviously too much body fat to the point where it's going to be really damn hard to come down. Um, but because of that, I know that I'm going to make optimal pro pro process progress. Yeah. So yeah, so mm, nice note to finish on. Be savvy, work <coughs> hard, don't Sweet. get too fat. <laughs> cool. Thank you for listening, guys, as usual. Any questions that you want us to cover in future episodes, just let us know and uh, we'll chat again next week. Indeed. Love you. Cool. Cheers. Bye, guys. Bye.